This podcast was produced by Big Night Media, a proud partner of Big Night Entertainment. And you know what? It's really fun to be here. Y'all know that theme music. What's up, what's up, what's up? How we doing, how we doing? And welcome to episode 226, episode 226 of the Banner Banter Podcast. I'm your host, and favorite Boston Celtics season ticket holder, Timmy G. How's everyone doing? You can find me on the Twitter machine at Banner Banter 18 or on Facebook and Instagram at Banner Banter Podcast. And as you know, part of the Big Night Media team with some great podcasts like the Wicked Fast Podcast with the legendary Brian Bell, 30 Flirty and Surviving, I'm the Promoter, He's the DJ, A Chance to Strive, Eat the Damn Cake, No Limits with Kevin Cooney, Be Fit, Dedication, Drinks After Work, and music you're missing, plus so many other great podcasts. If you're into sports cards or even Pokemon cards, magic cards, if you're into cards, go check out Card Vault Breaks on Facebook, whatnot, YouTube, and Instagram, or go check them out in person at a Patriot Place or down at Foxwoods Resort Casino. And if you're free next weekend, May 20th and 21st, down at Fenway Park, go check out the Fenway Card Show. I think you should do it. A lot of... A lot of great people are going to be there. David Ortiz, Pedro Martinez, Jose Canseco, and many other great Red Sox players. So go get your tickets at FenwayCardShow.com. And you can always get your Banner Banter Podcast merchandise at BigNightShop.com as well. That way you can support the podcast. If you've already uh, rated or subscribed or left a comment about how much you love the podcast, you've already done that because that's what you should do. You can go get your Banner Banter Podcast merchandise at BigNightShop.com. And of course, if you haven't heard yet, you I have a deal with uh, WinBet. And you should download the WinBet app. You get a twenty. Um, I'm sorry. You get a one hundred dollar bet credit when you place a twenty dollar bet. A one hundred dollar bet credit when you place a twenty dollar bet when you use the code XBN Banter. XBN Banter. You place a twenty dollar bet on the WinBet app. You get a hundred dollars of free bet credit. And remember, if you or a loved one are experiencing gambling problems, please call one eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty. Hi. What's up? How you doing? How you feeling? You good? You great? Okay, cool. <laughs> oh, man. Game seven. TD Garden. Sunday. Is it 3.30? Is it 8? Who knows? There will be a watch party. Let me say that again. There will be a watch party. If the ticket price is a little too expensive for you, uh, there will be a watch party at Studio B, whether it's a 3.30 game or an 8 p.m. 8 p.m. game. Basically, if the Lakers win... 3.30 game, Lakers lose, it's an 8 p.m. game. That's basically what it comes down to for Sunday at TD Garden. $5 tickets, they'll be available on Ticketmaster around 12 p.m. today, which is Friday. Check it out. Follow myself or Green Runs Deep or Babs on the Mic or any of the Big Night pages. Be there, be square. And yeah, thanks so much. But hey, the Boston Celtics, they win game six, tie up the series, three games to three, 95 to 86. Wow. What a... What a roller coaster of a game that was, huh? Like, holy shit. But again, this week, I'm really not going to keep you long because, I mean, it's game seven. I mean, 
what else? I mean, what else could you say? But I mean, obviously, the one thing that you want to talk about right away is the fact that the Time Lord, Rob Williams, started the game, and my God, did he make a difference. The Celtics had a plus 31 net rating when Robert Williams was on the floor last night, and their defensive rating was a 74.1. Now, usually in the NBA, when someone or when a team has a defensive rating of like under 100, whether it's like 96, 97, 98, or even 99, you're like, wow, that's a very, very good defense. <laughs> For 27 minutes last night, the Celtics had a 74.1 defensive rating, according to Chris Forsberg. That's insane. Insane. That's unbelievable. So good job by Joe Mazzulla there. Now, is this a Swayman, you know, Olmark situation with the Bruins? Maybe maybe Joe Mazzulla should have brought him in earlier. Sure, fine, whatever. But if you ask me, if I'm Doc Rivers, I know P.J. Tucker is a vet. He's been in the league forever. Uh, very good defender. Very physical. You kind of want that type of energy um, in a game seven. I wouldn't be surprised if he brings in George Niang over P.J. Tucker because P.J. Tucker went two of seven from three last night. Niang's a much better shooter than P.J. Tucker, in my opinion. So it's like, do you want the offense or do you want the defense? So I, I don't think Doc will. All I'm saying is I wouldn't be surprised if George Niang starts over P.J. Tucker. Because, I mean, P.J. Tucker only played 20 minutes the other night. 20 minutes. That was it for a starter. The other starters, 43, 40, 40, 40. 142 basically for Tobias Harris. He was 4154. But that's basically what it was. So very interesting. And folks, remember how in episode 225 I was like, hey, no shit. They should rebound. The Celtics won the rebound battle by 12. No shit, they should run at a fast pace. Remember, they only scored five fast break points in game five. It's 24 fast break points for the Celtics in game six. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. They limited the 76ers' second-chance points. They only got eight of them. I didn't like the turnovers from the Celtics. I don't know how anyone could like the turnovers. I mean, 17 of them. That's fucking stupid. Dumb, idiotic, et cetera, et cetera. So, again, not great on that. But, I mean, overall, you know, we obviously have to talk about Jason Tatum. Because, like, you know, you look at, like, his first quarter. He goes 0 of 5, but plays all 12 minutes, but he has four assists and four rebounds and one block shot. And then you look at Marcus Smart, Jalen Brown, Rob Williams. He found those guys to get them shots, Malcolm Brogdon, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, Malcolm Brogdon in the first quarter going 4 of 4 from the field, 3 of 3 from 3, and scoring 11 points was obviously very big to come off the bench. And I thought Derek White played well. Uh, he handled himself well um, as well. You know, I mean, he... He's in a tough spot. He's been starting all year. Second team, um, second team all defensive. Um, so it's interesting, but you know, he went three of five from three. It was like he, he was a professional. He just came off the bench and played. Just like Gallinari is gonna do for game seven. Gallinari's gonna shoot up uh, suit up for game seven. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Remember when I thought he was coming back on St. Patrick's Day? What an idiot. But <clears throat> yes, Tatum. I mean, ends up five of twenty one from the field, four of eleven. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> just <laughs> oh man, I might have, I might need some uh, overachieving H two O, aka Ascentia here. But Tatum going five of twenty one is just insane. He played forty three minutes, and that's the thing. Tatum's got to play all forty eight minutes, right? Or maybe forty four minutes. He gets a one minute break every period. 
or every quarter. What is this, hockey, period. Um, but, I mean, to start off the game, 0 of 5. And then the second quarter, you go 0 of 5. And then the third quarter, you go 1 of 3. And then the fourth quarter, you go... <laughs> I mean, it's just ins- insane. You go 4 of 8. I mean, going into the... F- <coughs> I may die. Um, going into the fourth quarter, Tatum was one of 13. One of 13 and was a minus nine. And then he comes into the fourth quarter and go and scorches earth. Four of eight. Four of five from three. Plus 11 scores 16 points. He is the first player in 20 years to score only three points in the first half. Or, I'm sorry, at the end of the third quarter. And outscore the other team. That that hasn't happened in twenty years. Jason Tatum had sixteen points in the fourth quarter. The Philadelphia 76ers had thirteen. And the Celtics had five fast break points in the fourth quarter. Three second chance points. Guess how many the 76ers had? Remember um after game five? When when they or no, yeah, was that no, after game four. After game four, you know, you look, second half and OT. The 76ers had 19 second chance points. And in the fourth quarter here, zero. Big old goose egg. Now, third third quarter, if you looked how fast the 76ers played, where they kind of got their big lead and extended a little bit, I think they got it up to five at one point. 17 fast break points for them. Like, it's not rocket science, folks. If you can play fast against this 76ers team, you're going to beat them. Yes, Tyrese Maxey is... A fucking speed devil. Like he's the roadrunner. It's insane. Absolutely insane how fast he is. He catches it and just goes. But no one else on that team is fast. So you have to get a rebound and go. And go. Also, like this isn't a shot at Jalen Brown like at all because I thought Jalen Brown was very good in this game as well. But I mean, Jason Tatum outscored Jalen Brown. What? No, I'm not even kidding. Jason Tatum had 19. Jalen Brown had 17. It's it's just absolutely crazy to me. It, 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 what, what a crazy game. So, obviously, going into game seven, you know, you look at Joel Embiid. Joel Embiid has played one away game and one home game for a game seven. He's lost both. James Harden has played five game sevens, one with Oklahoma City, one with Brooklyn, and three with the Rockets. All of those games have been at home. He's never played a Game 7 on the road, which is crazy to think about. James Harden is 3-2. Three 3-2 and two. Three and two in Game 7s. Jalen Brown. Jalen Brown is 5-1 and one in Game 7s. You remember, he's been in the 2017 IT game, which was absolutely crazy when IT just went off. The, <clears throat> that was at home. The Bucks in 2018 that they won, he only played 16 minutes, but they still won. Um, obviously the loss to LeBron and all them in 2018, that, that sucked. They beat Toronto. They beat Milwaukee. They beat Miami. So in game sevens, Jalen Brown is averaging 14.7 points per game, 5.3 rebounds, 1.7 assists. So guess what? That has to improve. Now, if you look at his stat line against Miami last year, he played 44 minutes, 24 points, six rebounds, six assists. He shot 53% from the field, but only shot 20% from three, but made seven out of eight free throws. 
That seems sexy. I'm into that. I'm into that. Then you have Jason Tatum. Jason Tatum is four and one in his five five games throughout his career. Obviously, Milwaukee, they won. I don't have to go over that again. But you look at the last two game sevens for Tatum. We'll talk about Milwaukee last year. 23 points, six boards, eight assists, seven turnovers, though. Not great, Bob. He went four or five for the line, shot five of nine from three. Jason Tatum against Miami, 46 minutes, 26 points, 10 boards, six assists, two turnovers, two blocks, four or seven from three. So literally in Jason Tatum's last three games, including the Toronto game back in 2020, which was in the bubble, Jason Tatum is shooting 50% or better from three. Well, (laughs) hopefully that can continue because if that first half that Jason Tatum has happens again, I'm not going to make it. I'm just not going to make it. I don't think any Celtics fan could or would or should. Like, to me, Jason Tatum does so many other great things. Like, he gets other guys involved much better than Jalen Brown. He's a better rebounder. Like, Jason, I, I bet you if I were to dive into the stats real quick, Jason probably has the most rebounds on the team this playoff by like a long shot. And I bet you he's very he's either first or second with assists. So he does other things on the court. And I understand that everyone thinks scoring is sexy. But at, every once in a while, Jason Tatum could do one of two things in that game uh, last night. He could have forced up shots and not gotten others involved or could have gotten other involved and realized when the time was his, he'd be fine. And that's what happened. And that's what I'm okay with. But you can't be okay with that in game seven. You can't. You absolutely can't. So, you know, what can, like, Joe Mazzula do? Get Jalen and Jason the ball early and often. Seriously. And here's another thing that really annoyed me last night, just real quick before I move on. (laughs) Rob Williams needs to catch the ball. (coughs) Rob Williams needs to learn how to catch the ball when he's not flying in the air for an alley-oop. There must have been, what, four, five, six thousand times that Rob couldn't catch the ball in the paint. And when he did, he's looking away from the basket. Like, I, does Rob not have any other offensive skills? Or is he? Just, it's just not his moment? Like, I don't get it. That was super annoying. But I hate to harp on Jason and Jalen. And put all the pressure on them. But my God. Is all the pressure on them in this game. I mean. Unless Marcus Smart goes off again. Because Marcus Smart was awesome last night. Awesome. Now. Three of his turnovers. He only had three turnovers. A couple of them were fucking awful. Like just trying to force and be cute. And I don't like that. But if Marcus Smart can shoot 50% from the field. And shoot above his career average of three. Which is. I bet you Marcus Smart's three-point percentage is like 33%. I don't have it in front of me. Who cares? But if he can shoot three of eight from three, three of seven from three in in a game and still give me seven boards, seven assists, two steals, and a plus 18 overall, but at the same time, he has to realize, you know, he's not the best player on the team. You know, he does have to realize that as well. But obviously we're going to see Al and Rob again. I mean, and, you know, Jason Tatum was due to go off, right? Is Al Horford due at this point? I mean, one of five hasn't, I don't think he could hit the ocean standing in it. So it'll be, it'll be really interesting 
to see the, the energy that comes out of the Boston Celtics. And speaking of energy, this is how I'm going to end this podcast, okay? TD Garden has not been the best this playoff run. Seriously, it just hasn't. And if you think it has, whatever. I mean, fine. I disagree. It just it hasn't been a good vibe. Game seven, Sunday afternoon. Go hang out with your mother. Tell her that you love her. And go lose your fucking mind at TD Garden. Like, I want James Harden and Joel Embiid to be afraid of the moment because of us, the fans. I want them to absolutely be like, what the fuck did we get ourselves into? Where are we? I may not talk again until Sunday. So if you need me, send me a text or an email. Slide into the DMs if you'd like. But Game 7 at TD Garden is so important. It needs to be so loud. You know, it's a win or go home type of situation, right? So if you ask me, win, go home, so we can come back on May 17th at TD Garden for Game 1 of the Eastern Conference Finals, let's fucking go, Celtics. Let's fucking go. I need this. Come on. Let's go. Banner 18. I want it. I need it. You have to give it to me. You have to. You have to give it for everyone. You have to get it for yourselves. For the love of God, Game 7, Sunday. See you there. Sorry, but I'm gone. I'm history. And I dedicated my life to the Boston Celtics. I dedicated my life to the fans of Boston. I did my very best to please each and every one of you. Good night.